You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Goalie Science, the podcast that bridges the gap between goaltending, science, and peak performance. I'm your host, Jamie Phillips, a former professional goalie, currently pursuing a doctorate in physical therapy and specializing in goalie performance coaching. Joining me as always is Dr. Ben Cernick, a seasoned goalie coach and sports analytics specialist. Whether you find yourself at home, on the road, or at the rink, grab a cup of your favorite beverage and let's drop the puck on this week's episode. Jamie, what are we talking about today? I don't know. I'm just so used to you going, Ooh, welcome to Goalie Science. And then I just kind of like, can you start? <laughs> it's like, yeah, we made a sweet intro. Uh, we are back. We took a week hiatus. Uh, I, I took a week hiatus. So I, I will take full responsibility. Um, so my car stopped working like completely, 100% stopped, did not turn over, battery died, kaput, had to get it, AAA to tow it. Um, it was a very expensive repair bill and decided that it wasn't worth it so i had to go get a, another vehicle so the worst part is is i was actually considering having ben on the payroll but the money i spent yeah this is that, that would have been on ben's salary had to go to the car so if you're watching you're listening or watching please subscribe to our my patreon so that i can get ben on the payroll that was about to be my plug too. I was going to say, yeah, in light of this news, uh, if you're not already a Platinum Jamie Phillips subscriber, you need to be now. It's honestly irresponsible not to be. Um, help Jamie live is what I always say. And then I did have a seven-hour tattoo appointment, which I which I actually had scheduled months ago, so I couldn't cancel it. And that's why I wasn't able to record. So we do apologize. But you know what? We did need... It's been a year, basically almost a year of consistent pods. Yeah. And... You know, we will try to bank more episodes. Also, the cool thing about this car is it has Apple CarPlay, which is new because the car I was driving before was built is like a Flintstones vehicle. Uh, it didn't have it didn't have any amenities, uh, so it has Apple CarPlay, which for me is a big deal. I know for everyone else, it's been it's owned a car in the last twenty years. This is nothing new, but 
it has a zoom app on it. So we can maybe record pods while I'm driving wow. to work without the camera, obviously, just kind of like having a phone call. Um, so our video will be kind of crap, but the audio will be good. Most importantly, if anyone's listening uh, who does police enforcement, it's not distracted driving. We promise. We promise. It's hands all hands. And also, we don't we don't promote that here. We don't promote distracted driving. No, I'm actually I'm a big like anti distracted driving guy. Like it, you'll know like sometimes if I get like a text or something, I never text back, or it's strictly voice note, or I just say call me, and I just I'm a big no. I do not text while I drive. Sure. Right, which All is right. An, a really nice transition, which leads us into what we're talking about today, which is rebound control. Uh, super, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're working on segues later. It's it's a new year. Um, but Jamie, we've been talking about doing an episode on rebound control for a long time now. Yeah. Uh, because it is, uh, at least in my experience, it is one of the biggest things that kids, parents, coaches, professional college, junior, minor hockey goalies, everyone talks about rebound control. And I'm not always sure we're talking about the same thing. And so I wanted to try to get us on the same page. And then I wanted us to dive into our philosophy around what we think leads to good or bad rebound control, what we think good or bad rebound control is. And then I also want to do a little bit on some realities surrounding the product. And what I mean by that is certain situations, the rebound is not something we're always focusing on. Rather, it's going to happen sometimes. So let's go into it first, Jeremy. I want you to give me or outline what you think one rebound control is, but then like what leads in, what actually is the components of a goalie having good or bad rebound control? Okay, there is a lot to deconstruct here. Um, I kind of, now that, even though we've had this this topic kind of queued up for a while, I really do wish that I thought about my definition of rebound control because I haven't, uh, I, I don't have a solid definition because it's very, very, very nuanced. Um, yep. Well, I just want to say, like, like most things, I usually like to give my perspective with a story. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think, which I will lead into a second, but for me, rebound control and, and to the common site geist or among goalie coaches when it comes to explaining rebound control or the important, I should say the importance of rebound control is I find that it's often over-exaggerated or it's used kind of as a way to, to, to if you don't have anything to say about something, you kind of use it as, I don't want to say cop out, but use it as a quick, a quick win. You know, if you're, if you, yep. you know, say you're always having a good session and there's nothing to say and you kind of like, I need to say something and they pop out a rebound to the slot. You're like, well, control your rebounds. Like, well, and that gives you something to say. And so, but I do think that's super duper detrimental and we'll get into that. But the, the reason I, I the story is I skated with a U14 AAA girl goalie, um, Monday, and she's really good. Technically really, really, really good. And this is my first time skating with her and I because he was so good admittedly i was shooting a little harder than her age group but you know i kind of want to score some goals too and i was positioned just inside the dot lane so like a really good scoring opportunity and i told her i was like yep. we were working on like shoulder rotation stuff and i'm like hey i'm gonna try to go i'm gonna go bar down here and i want you to rotate your shoulder and you're on your knees so chances are like i'm gonna beat you on a few but i want you to just get that feeling and she was doing a great job of it but then all of a sudden 
one hit her shoulder and bounced out to the slot. And she got so mad at herself. And I was just like, I was, I was almost taken aback. I was like, why are you so upset? She's like, did you see that rebound? I said, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm the only guy here. I, of course I shot, saw it. And she's like, I'm like, well, why are you upset with that? She's like, it's right in the slot. I'm like, and? She's like, that's a bad rebound. And I, I obviously used, cued myself up to explain, like, why is this a bad rebound? But she said, she's like, well, my other, the other goalie coach I, sco- I skate with yells at me when I put rebounds in the slot. And I had to sit, I had to be like, look, I'm not going to, other goalie coaches can do whatever they want. That's their style. But I am stationary in the slot. I'm a 30-year-old male and you are a 14-year-old girl and I am trying to go bar down. And you just made a really good save off the tip of your shoulder and that rebound just happened to go in front of you, which means your shoulders are coming forward, which is exactly what I want. And it's the rebound and your head and your eyes track through them. The the point of the story is people are coaches or I think maybe it's also like you know, you listen to it, and it comes back to our like our, our beef with like hockey announcers, where every time there's a rebound, they always yeah. say, "Oh, it's a horrible rebound." But yeah, when in grade A scoring chances, so like all the things in the slot, in the house, however you want to call it, your priority isn't controlling the rebound. Your priority is to make the save. You need to make the save off the first shot, especially when it's a high opportunity, like a grade A, grade A plus, whatever you want to rank it shots. Or and another one too is things through like traffic are so hard to see and so hard to stop that your priority isn't to control your rebound or forcefully put your rebound. And we'll talk about that forcefully put your rebound some somewhere safe, quote unquote, because you can't, because you, you actually cannot do that. You cannot consciously make the save and make a conscious effort to put it in the corner when the shots are that tight. And so this is where, this is where we get really frustrated. And we had a really good conversation with Bruce about this. Um, over text, but it's just, it's understanding that there are, there are different quality shots and there are different, there are times that you actually can control your rebound. And I expect you to like shots, really anything kind of outside the top of the circles without screens or the blue lines. Yes. I expect you to kind of control your rebounds, but things that are scoring chances, give yourself a break, focus on stopping the puck. Jeremy, I'm super happy uh, you spent five minutes there not answering any of the questions I led you with. Uh, that Jamie felt special, everyone. I, I'm very good at that. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. So, Jamie, I love all that. I agree with everything you said. I'm going to, I'm going to peel you back a little bit here and I'm going to actually back. talk about the first thing that I was hoping <laughs> the definition back. Yeah. Right. So, when they were rerun control, it is our, our goal is ability to very much, again, deal with the sequence after the initial shot, right? Uh, and that can be, again, by not allowing a rebound out. That can be by putting a puck away from a dangerous area. Those are all things we would call good right? Putting pucks in non-dangerous areas after an initial save, right? That is rebound control, first and foremost. <laughs> I got to uh, The ability to eliminate or control a rebound, right? But I think you went in right away, is um, right, right in the deals right away, is that not every shot is created equally in the realm of Right. So that's one of the first topics that I want to talk about. I'm happy you did, which is, you know, there are situations where, yeah, shot from the point, like you mentioned, you should, a clear shot from the point, you should probably be able to handle that comfortably, you know, if you're a proficient goalie most time, if not all the time. Shot from the slot, 
we, like you said, we're a lot less concerned about the rebound. That's actually, in some regards, in some situations, if the shot's close enough, you're not even really reacting um, or not fully reacting to the puck. You're more so picking up the release and then making a small adjustment. You're It's pretty impressive when a goalie has a really good rebound, quote-unquote, off that. But a lot of the time, that's a, because of how they read the play rather than actually watching the puck, if that makes sense, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you make a goalie make the blocker save and puts it perfectly in the corner on a one-timer and fought, they, you know, it's a great job by them. But let's, like, that could have equally just come right back out, depending on how quickly that puck came out, right? So, yeah, I think it's, a, it's funny you say that too because everyone thinks rebound control is putting something in the corner. What happens when there's a battle going on right beside you on the goal line and you put it off your blocker into the other team, like right on their stick, who is on the goal line? That's a bad rebound, yeah. but based on some definitions of putting in the corner, it's technically a good rebound. So uh, also in that rebound, like you said, that definition is away from danger. And sometimes away from yeah, danger. Yeah, that's why it's like that. straight up the slot too. Yeah. Yeah, the classic like blocker punch it out of the middle through out of your own zone sometimes. And, you know, you don't, a lot of the time that's not necessarily always conscious, but it is something that you can do, right? Especially with some of the new blockers equipment wise, they just, pucks just explode off some like a fresh bower blocker, a puck explodes off of it. Such it's a unbelievable. Such a good Yeah, it's crazy. But, okay, so we have the idea now. We have a framework. Yes. We understand that there's nuance around it. Like there's, depending on, you know, where the shot comes from, a rebound control, depending on where the danger is in your zone, good rebound control is good. But you mentioned it before that it gets used as kind of this cop-out thing, right? Where people say like, oh, you know, I need to work on rebound control. They need to work on rebound control. Like that is something that gets said often said i hear parents say it i hear coaches say it when people ask i want to practice rebound control what are they actually asking to practice jane what do you think like what's your opinion on that when someone when i yeah what my interpretation of that is me shooting pucks low on the ice and they're using their stick to put in the corner that's that's how i interpret it um and that is a skill but is a for me, it's a low level skill. It's good for kids. Don't get me wrong. So in my yes, brain, great, right, 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 yeah, yeah. a textbook like 15, 16, 17 year old goalie, like triple A level, going to junior. Mm-hmm. But like that's not you should have that technical mastery by that age. For kids, this is a different thing. This is a completely different thing. Uh, but what's your when someone asks, say, hey, like, what are we doing on rebound control today? Like, what's your kind of first thought about it? The first thing I think of, honestly, now and again like i agree with you i think that's a, a that's a great example of a drill that works on the skills that relates to rebounds but i think that like rebound control and this is where i wanted to get to a definition of it is a product of a bunch of things so when they go some of those way a goalie has bad rebound control or they need to work on the rebound control there's two things that pop in my mind is one they're not getting into position quick enough mm-hmm. which is leading to to incorrect save selection or imperfect save selection which leads to rebounds the second thing is they're not tracking pucks well enough yeah, which then tells me that that leads to again, uh, and then the third thing can be like again just another thing of safe selection. Incorrect safe selection can lead to bad rebounds, right? Or imperfect same execution can lead to bad rebounds. So I need when someone says I need to work on rebound control, I need to figure out which one of those things is the thing to work on, and it might be all of it. Again, especially for younger kids, like you said, it could be all of that, right? It could be position, it could be safe execution, it could be tracking. Yeah. But that's, that's the thing I think that why it becomes such a big term and why everyone says it is 
you can say that five goalies have bad rebound control and not a single one of them can have it for the same. Right. And I think that's where we need to understand that. And I think it's hard for coaches to, who aren't goalies, who aren't seeing it that way. They just, you know, they see the rebound product and they think there's a problem, but I'm not sure that's always true either. Right. Yeah. No, so I, I, again, for example, I, I was working with, oh, so Brad, no, no, go. No, no, no. I go, go ahead. Mine, mine was kind of going to take us down a different, different path. So finish up your thought. Yeah. I was going to say, I had two examples of in the past month working with, uh, two goalies, same age, like U13 age. So, um, young, definitely younger in minor hockey. And so 12. For what'd you say? So 12. So 12. U13, <laughs> Jamie. Use the terms. Um, and, you know, both, People had expressed that, you know, they're, we wanted to work on Rio. One of them was, was having an issue because they just like, were not getting to positions well enough. So getting to spots really wide, getting to spots, not like, again, having a little bit of forward drift on, and it was leading to just them not being able to make sticks or them stuffing their body and their, their movement, right? But that's not bad rebound control. It's a positioning issue, right? Because the minute they stopped drifting, the minute they got their feet under themselves, there were no rebounds. They were just making saves or or proper saves for, for what, you know, the rebound control was about. Meanwhile, I uh, kind of exact goalie can be uh, the other goal in the story. They were getting set to me and just like, you know, those days were just eyes are not moving. And everyone has that at every level where goalies eyes are attracting right. Tracking, moving, right. And so just like stuff hitting them in the palm of the glove, hitting them on the inside of the, pocket, and it was just because they weren't tracking. It wasn't, or they don't have bad rebound. They were having, issues tracking pucks yeah right? and this is where we had that conversation with, with Uj, and this is what i always come back to is like rebound control in and of itself is the product of other things it's not this specific individual skill right it's a, a a bunch of other skills that come together to make it right it's an umbrella term and i think that's really important to acknowledge that you're not just suddenly going to get better at rebound controls if you prep Rebound control as a whole, if you're just practicing stick saves or just practicing block saves, yeah. right? That that is if you know if you're constantly a block rebound goal, you're putting these slot over and over and over again. There's a myriad of reasons or a big list of reasons that could be possible. Yeah, right. When it comes to like training, you'll see like when you, people are training rebound control, like I'm going to put this one in your blocker, put it to the corner. And we've talked about, especially with older goalies or mid, you. 13 and up goalies telling them where all the shots are going, how that can be detrimental to development. Um, I'm definitely becoming more and more of a believer in that too, especially now that I work, well, I work primarily with, with minor hockey goalies now. And they're so used to just going through the motions and ex at like, and so I, I almost never do shots like where I tell them everything's a shot to score or a shot to create another option. And a lot of them struggle because their, 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 their processing ability isn't there. Um, yeah. And it's hundred percent right. And so rebound control, I mean, someone's going to be like, well, what about when you use your stick and put it in the corner? That itself is just the ability to use your stick. And we agree that that itself is a skill, but you don't necessarily do that unless the shots are further enough away and you have time and there's not any sort of visual distractions to do that. And oftentimes there's a lot of, not even oftentimes, a lot of boys are really bad at that because they're taught to like over rotate their upper body and eventually it ends up turning them so off square and all the time often more times than not it creates extra holes opens them up 
and it messes them up for following the 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 rebound. Um, there's a few of the things that go into that too. Is on top of positioning, like angle, squareness, depth, positioning, and tracking. There's also equipment. How your equipment plays a role into it, and also I would. I don't want to say biomechanics. I'm trying to just say like a little bit. Well, anatomy is unchangeable. So your anatomy and then like biomechanics. I shouldn't say unchangeable. Your anatomy is what it is, but then the biomechanics too. And I'm just saying in that is like if you actually when it comes to blocker position, I threw this in the group chat is when you think about like our el- our shoulders and elbows, we have that natural carrying angle of our elbows. So our elbows are already angled that way and our wrists already sit a little bit in like for the science nerds out there, all their deviation. So moving towards the outside so because our wrists are already in that position if we don't open up our blocker which we shouldn't we should keep the face towards the block the puck it's already angled to put the puck into the corner or in like a along the goal line parallel to the goal line so by forcing it anymore you actually make your blocker smaller and you actually increase the risk for a rebound going to the glove side because it hits the inside of the palm and so naturally, our, our our blocker side, our blocker side is set up to control rebounds. And then when it comes to, and then we talk about like the biomechanics position, you know, we think about our our shoulders trying to be over our hips when we go down and make saves. If our shoulder, if we're leaning backwards, meaning something went wrong, typically in our save execution, rebounds pop straight up and they become a hassle. Whereas if we're leaning a little bit over our sh- our hips with our shoulders. Rebound should end up in front of us where we can see it and control it. And then finally, when it comes to equipment, for me, the biggest, biggest one is boot break. And especially yeah. more goalies. So it's, it's funny because like goalie equipment went from like the velocity, really soft pad days into the premier. So like Siffer. And now it's kind of transitioned back into that a little bit more of a, so- more of a softer boot break, but a stiffer thigh and, and knee. Yep. But with a soft boot, it's... It t- your, your your butterfly will end up you'll end up having the, that 90 degree break between them and that when a puck hits that it goes just a rebound stack right right back out of the slot yeah. and so i mean i didn't i never i like the stiff boot because when it hit my toe it would put it to the corner and i wouldn't even have to try with it but like with vernon he's so flexible too that when he does a butterfly he legit makes a straight wall and so if you're watching the youtube version his butterfly makes a straight wall and so when pucks hit his pads, they bounce straight to the slot. Whereas like Piedela or like myself, like mere mortals who can't do that with our butterfly, our, our pads are angled to put him in the corner. Yeah. And especially if you have like a 60 degree or a stiff boot, it, it puts in the corner too. So there's a lot of things that go into it. It's not just all of a sudden like, no, you're just, you know, like bad rebound control. Well, what is that? Like Ben said, like, what does that even mean? Are you like, are you just oh, bad positioning, bad tracking, like bad save execution? Like... Or like, because I, I don't think I've ever met someone who's just like truly bad at controlling rebounds. No, and that's so, I want to, two things. want to jump right onto that. I agree. I think the, I think we have a, a, like a recency and like an event bias in our head, which is like, you see a shot hit a goalie and pads and it go in the slot and people get this emotional reaction that, oh, that's like just such a bad and yeah, it's not a great spot for a puck to end up. I, I agree. But it will happen to everyone who plays. It doesn't game. necessarily mean it's a bad rebound. No, if it's a two-on-one and someone hits you in the pad and put the puck in the slot, I go, yup. Sure, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
that's or just like to happen or like it puck hits a goalie in the upper shoulder because there's a, they get a double flash screen and they go down and it just hits them and then the rebound bounces like to the side and they're not able to get there it's like I, yeah yeah they, you can't see yeah. it what do you want them to do yeah and so the context matters but one thing i wanted to definitely go back to jimmy you mentioned the blocker side thing that's been the number one thing i've probably worked on with people this summer or coming off this off season is just how much people are taught to just punch and over rotate that blocker and i when i again over rotate it's one that's the shoulders too it's the shoulders oh it's, it's everything. everything everything flies everything and so i know that it's been really i've had a lot i don't know if you've seen this i've had a, a wide range of reaction where i will show a goalie hey your blocker face for you needs to rotate like five degrees and every single puck will go into the corner or the or the side and I show them that and they were amazed by it and they love it and it simplifies their hand time. Well, I just have them say I don't I just have them say like, what's the biggest part of your blocker? Face. What should be towards the puck? Well, the biggest part is the face. Okay, don't move your blocker. Everything goes in the yeah. corner. I'm like, did yeah. you move your blocker? Or they go, No. I'm like, you know that you controlled every single rebound by actually not moving your blocker. Well, beforehand you couldn't control anything because you were punching pucks and rotating your shoulders and just like I, I don't I don't know I just don't get it I don't get it so here's the flip side so I agree right like I I have had a lot of really good results just trying to simplify people's hands um, do less right make better saves yeah. by doing less but there's some people who I've, I've worked with and other people who I've talked about this who have again like this no I need to I need to turn it to put it in the corner and it doesn't matter because again people as much as we want to say people are logical and people are rational it's not we're emotional. I don't think, I don't think we, should, we ever said that. <laughs> Usually the opposite. Well, right. So people are emotional, right? And so I will I will try to say like, hey, I actually just want you not to turn your hand at all. Just like you said. Yeah. And I get a decent amount of pushback. And I like I like pushback from people when I'm working with them because I want to be challenged. I want them to be thinking. I like that. I think it's mm -hmm. really helpful. Me too. Uh, but I've had, but it's one of those things where I always... I always find this like a really simple fix that seems pretty straightforward. And so I'm always a little caught off guard when there is pushback on it. So I'm just like, what do you mean? You just put nine in the row in corner on straight slot shots or just off angle or slightly off angle shots. Simplify your hands. And anyways, I think that that's a hard thing to, to teach, especially now you're in minor hockey more. I'm excited to see kind of how you experience it, but trying to get goalies to simplify the game especially as angles get smaller i find that is one of the biggest contributors to good rebound control less move less extra movement better remote control but bad angle shots goalies i don't know why i don't know why goalies have tough times trying to be simple with it love love to slide out of the net what are your thoughts on that with rebound so i i actually when i do rebound control stuff i start on sharp angles not like rvh sharp but sharp angles and then I show I have that like uh, delayed video feedback app, and yeah. so I do a bunch of shots and I say, "Come watch, look how little net there is," and then I go from there because I need them to conceptually understand and to visually see it. Um, mm -hmm. So far, I actually haven't had a ton of pushback with my goalies. Uh, I I want to credit it and say maybe I'm ex explaining it well, uh, but I don't think that's the answer. I think maybe my goalies <laughs> have just been smart goalies. Um, I have been getting a lot of this is different than what my goalie coach has said, which is which is cool. Yeah. I want to just I want to just explain it. And it just, does that make sense? Is that something you want to try? Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of like I just call it like I don't even know like just playing kind of willy nilly 
is kind of how I, I kind of describe it where there's like, you know, that you don't have to do that. Well, but it feels right to do that, but that's not, it's not actually helping And most times it's hurting. So I, I do say like, you're kind of playing like willy nilly with your hands. Uh, another thing that goes to do, this is typically we don't talk about like remote control that glove because that's like almost always a tracking thing where it's like, you're just not catching it in the pocket. However, when you hold your glove at fingers at 12 o'clock, oh. again, I had this with a goalie and they could not catch a puck and they're like, why am I not catching it? I'm like, well, you're actually tracking it pretty well. Like, I'll, give, I'll give you credit. Like your, your eyes are good. Like I said, just remember like your gloves, not really the break. Your gloves, not designed for your hand fingers to be here. Some breaks are yours is not. Also, you you are just snapping your wrist. And karate chop your I wrist. I say karate chopping puck. Oh, I like I'm stealing that. You're karate chopping pucks, and that's causing just extra movement, and you're you're end up punching it. So I, I I told the goalie I was like, okay, go from like twelve o'clock, and just go to like one or two, and just see how that feels. Yeah, that's why they weird. And then it just they just made every single save. And I'm like, okay, so like I didn't make you a better goalie. You didn't become a better goalie. You just adjusted something and it works better for you. So let's get comfortable with that. Does that make sense? And and so I think also when it comes to glove side, just like finger position, the old like um, Ben Scrivens, you know, it's not, well, I, yeah. not ideal for catching clocks. To to go along with that, this is another good another good glove tip that I think people listening. So this one's this one's actually from uh my boss, so shout out Persibird Goldtenner. Um He's always a big one on making sure again, like same thing, no 12 o'clock nonsense. Let's get in that one two though. But also just that slight like forward angular tilt because the puck comes from the ice. Yes. Right. So if your glove is perfectly flat, like if you think it's perfectly straight facing the chest of a shooter, you've limited your your relative pocket angle as well. Yeah. And so he's always really good at, you know, it's and obviously as pucks get closer, your angle shifts down to cover smother the puck. But like that's something still to consider from shots from like 25, 30 feet is that you shouldn't have a slight forward tilt. So again, when this all ties into this idea of rebound control, is that is it your stance? So is it your positioning? Is it your puck tracking? Is it your ability to get set? Is it your feet being too wide? Right? Like there's so many things that go into this idea of rebound control that I like you mentioned before, I think it's a, a media buzzword uh that doesn't or just like a general hockey buzz right now that doesn't capture all the time what's going on. It captures the the product, right? Which is like a rebound probably going to a spot, normally the stick of the other team that a coach or a person doesn't like, right? Yeah. But there is sometimes that failure to appreciate all the pieces that go into it. And so for the goalies out there listening to that one, if you feel like you're struggling with your rebounds, go through these things that we've talked about. Break down, are you getting set? Right? Are you tracking pucks well? Are you making the right save choice? Like, are you like Jamie Murphy said? Are you doing that body twist arcing stick save that drives me crazy? Um, actually, can we soapboxes stick saves? Like, yeah. your stick should not should not curve. Like again, I always people teach stick saves on a butterfly where like the stick follows the curve of the crease. Um, which is yeah, exactly. Like this, there there can be a slight backwards angulation if you want to say like towards the post but people who make really good stick saves kind of stay pretty lateral with the stick like they it's a wrist it's a rotation flat. of the wrist it's a rotation yeah, of the wrist yeah your wrist moves your body doesn't curve, right yes. you're not like opening your shoulder back you're not turning your hips back the stick just kind of meets the puck almost like i would say at like a 15 degree back angle rather than this like whole opening yeah but 
oh, I don't know. It it's like such, that's such a classic like nineteen seventies goalie demo video where they're making. I know. I, I it's so funny because I, I actually have to go through that almost with all my goalies at one point because they'll give up that goal under their blocker arm from swinging too much. Yeah. And so I'm like, and I, I have like a, a series of videos like pre-made where it's just like, watch this because I'm not. I'm just I'm too tired of explaining it. I explained this a million times. I made a video about it. Please watch this video. If you have any questions, let me know. <laughs> well, it's funny because again, like people, goalies will go in a butterfly and their stick arc will just wrap around their butterfly. That's how they make stick. Is it wraps to the toe of their pad and then back to the front. And it's like, if you took the stick out of the equation there and asked a goalie to make a blocker save like that, you would never ask a goalie to make a blocker save backwards ever. Right? Yeah, I agree. And on a straight shot, you would not be like, oh, it turn and rotate. One of the things too, when it comes to remote control, no, that's, that's just what it is. That's my, my yeah. save so oh, No, I, I, yeah, I got, I've been on that soapbox so many times. I'm glad you, you said it, not me. But one of the things that comes, like, think about like hockey that like players, like skilled players nowadays when they're like pass off the pads. There's a reason on the rush why a pass off the pad is such a good play because it goes back to what we said. It's so hard. You can't actually control it. And I don't know if the player, the players don't actually know that. They just know a pass off the pad's a good option. But like, if they hit you in the mid, just like like shin to knee area, there's nothing you you can really do. You What are you going to do? Like, yes, it goes past your stick. So it moves too fast for you to actually move your stick. So you can't make the save with your stick. Uh, if you're not ultra flexible, but if you're just a normal mobility goalie, that, that's going to hit your knee and bounce out at an angle where the shooter wants it to. Like, and then so people will be like, oh, this, you'll get that one with your stick. But you can't, you can't. Just like you can't cognitively, you know, we talk about this, like tracking with the gloves. You can't always just be like, yes, that one hit the, like, oh, you can watch that. And you're yeah. like, no, you can't. It's it's just that pattern recognition again that we, we, we go yeah. through, we talk about a million times. So I think we've kind of been beating the dead horse here. So let's, let's sum it up. I don't know if you have any final points, but we can sum this, sum this up. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, here, I'll kind of lose. Yeah, I don't have anything else to, to add a ton there. I think what I really want to hammer home is that rebound control is a product of other various parts of, of being a good Yeah. And if someone tells you, or if you think you have bad rebound control, or if you think you have good rebound control, whatever that is, it is something that is a sum of its parts. There is a link in that chain that leads to a good outcome or a bad outcome. And so if you want to work in your rebound control, it's identifying what link it is that leads to you struggling in rebounds. And again, importantly, it might only be rebounds in some situations, right? It might not, mm. you might not have bad rebound control. You might struggle with a part of your game that leads to undesired rebounds in certain situations, mm -hmm. right? In which, and in, in some of those, and like you mentioned before, and I think this is your kind of thing, in some of those situations, the rebound is not the thing we're most concerned about. Right. Like don't it's okay to give up rebounds on breakaways on backdoor two on one. Those are yeah. all situations where rebounds should happen because that's not the primary focus. You don't have the time or space to worry about it. Oh, one timers from the slot. Yeah, I want you to control your rebound. Ugh, no. No. What are you doing after the save? That's what I want to know. Yep. How is your positioning and tracking during the save? How is it off the save? Were you tracking the puck off your body? Was your was your were you getting up the proper leg? Was everything moving the proper direction? That's what I want to know because you can't. You can't control it. It's actually a good clip, and maybe I'll throw it. Um, what I'll do is if you're watching, if you're listening on Spotify or any other podcast platform, if you go to the YouTube video, 
at the very end. I'm going to add in a clip. Uh, actually, no, we'll get demonetized. I can't. Um, I will put it as an accessory clip on the YouTube page, and it's of my boy Phoenix Copley giving up a rebound off a short like a power play one-timer. And someone sent that to me and said, how should he control this rebound? And I said, well, he kind of overpushed. But he still made a really good save, but he overpushed, so he was slightly off angles, so he wasn't able to get back for the, the rebound. But he made the first save. So, and even if he was in position, there's no guarantee that, that he controls that rebound either. So I'll add that um, when this podcast drops Tuesday, September 12th, um, I will, that's pretty good, eh? I will, that was bad. Uh, I will also add that additional clip uh, uploaded publicly on uh, on YouTube because otherwise the podcast NHL doesn't like it and the podcast will get demonetized. And like I said, if I if you guys want me to have bad on the payroll, we need to be monetized so that I can get that ten cents of ad revenue. Hey, every little bit counts. But yeah, that's true. I think this is again. I think this is. I wanted to have something. I'm happy to do this. I want this as a reference point to go back to because, like I said, rebound control is a big product of something and so let's not just say a goalie has bad rebound control let's not just say if a goalie gives up a goal off a rebound that they automatically have bad rebound control right just go watch an nhl hockey game count how many rebounds go into a quote-unquote dangerous area during a game it's a lot and those are the best rebounds are going to happen it's part of the game right it's the you know don't let pucks off your belly into the slot from a clear shot from the blue line that's that's a problem but yeah. Beyond that, there's a little more detail. Yeah. Understand the nuances. Understand, you know, save very like the difficulty and variability of different shots and situations. And again, it's not hockey. It's not black and white. We go over this a million million times. But thank you for listening, for watching. Um, share, like, comment, subscribe. Again, it does help. We we are back. Uh, consistently posting for now. And hopefully, this car lasts me does not shut down. Um, if you are in the Grand Rapids or Western Michigan area and want to skate, reach out to me directly via Instagram. Love to skate with you. Um, and if you happen to work at a co-work facility, my internet at my current apartment is very bad and I could use an office to film things. So please reach out to me. Uh, Ben, what other things would you like to uh, ask for? <laughs> I just, uh, everyone's manifest some good vibes. Um, shout out to all my goalies who are all my goalies who are playing games and uh, everyone let's have a nice start to the season I like that let's, that, let's have a great start to the season let's stay positive it's a long season so keep grinding through and again if you have questions always reach out to us because we're answering questions non-stop via email DM actually DM us or email us probably the best way to get a hold of us that's it Jamie until next time until next week bet Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.